Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Poppy and Holman Sports Lab. I am Poppy. And I am Holman. On this podcast, we'll be discussing sports and whatever else just comes to mind. Thank you all for tuning in. We appreciate y'all being here, and we hope you're ready to have a good time with us. Let's get it. What's up, buddy? How are you? I'm good, man. I'm good. How was the uh, How was the week off? How was the holidays? It was good. It's never long enough. Never. Well, time off from work is never long enough. The holiday is as advertised. You do all this shopping for 20 minutes of tearing shit open and, and <laughs> looking at it. Terrorizing a poor, poorly wrapped gift. Yeah, I can't gift wrap for shit. <laughs> Dude, I, I straight up got my girlfriend, like, uh, we had a little thing. We got, like, eight different gifts, like, you know, favorite drinks, favorite candy, favorite snacks, something, their favorite color. Did you ask her to get you lean? No. Should have. No. But she did give me Dr. Pepper and sugar-free Red Bull. That's close enough. <laughs> Dude, might as well be. Mix them together. It might be the same thing. Yeah, you'd be floating. We can ask Lil Wayne. <laughs> We see F baby. The F is for Felice Navidad. <laughs> uh but no, she um I got her a bunch of little gifts and I, I did straight up put it in a gift bag and put some like tissue paper over top of it and that was it. I didn't wrap shit. Dude, if I had it my way, that is literally how I would do it every single time. But I got my sister her first pair of J's for Christmas and I don't know how I would stuffed them in a bag and just put paper over top of it mm. also plus my inner sneaker head would say you're an idiot did she like them yeah yeah she wore them the next day when we went to go to a family function she creased them already creased the toe box she's like oh i don't want to crease them i'm like uh, they oh look, I'm, I'm like i'm like they look better when they're creased they, oh shit you got ones oh yeah of course yeah ones. okay yeah we wear our sneakers over here for sure for sure i dude i don't think threes look bad with a little crease in them either Mm-mm. i think threes look pretty good yeah, I, I I told her the creases add a little bit of a uh, little bit of personality personality to the shoe, so I told her she's gotta she's gotta do it. Yeah, you gotta wear them, or the soles are gonna fall apart. You ever seen that shit? Yeah. So just a little little quick funny story. We were coming back. We meaning uh, Ty and Timber. Shout out Ty and Timber. We were coming back from a uh, from a Capitals game one day, and Timber was wearing uh, Olympic Jordan Sevens. And while we were walking back from the subway, the sole fell off on him <clears> while he was walking back to my car. Yeah, it jeez, was, it was some pretty funny shit. That's wild, dude. I don't, I don't, I feel like I've heard that story. It's not resonating. I don't like. It's not clicking. But I feel like I've heard that story. Yeah, it was funny as hell. Golly, yeah, it was so funny. <laughs> I can't say I've ever had that happen. Yeah, I mean, I've had an air bubble pop and it's absolutely obnoxious. That's ah, worst. Sounds like you're just like walking around a fart every time you take a step. <laughs> it's a fart that doesn't stink. It's not even entertaining. <laughs> That's a good fart, dude. That's the best fart. The farts that don't stink. <laughs> wow. Welcome to the sports lab, everybody. <laughs> Welcome to the sports lab. I mean, it's it's pretty on par for what we got going on. Yeah, you know, it's it's it's, it's New Year. We're feeling right. It's a it, well, yeah. Let's we're coming up on the New Year. Mm-hmm. Um. Last day here. Mm, sort of. Sort of. So we're we're recording this on Thursday. Um gonna put put it out on the Friday there, like normal. Um yeah. just with the schedules lining up for the holidays and stuff like that. 
a little bit easier. We are locked in with our sugar-free Red Bulls. They have not sponsored us, but we're getting there. I reached out to them. I know that's so funny, dude. I mean, why not? What are they gonna do? Tell us no. Yeah, that's all right. Well, <laughs> can we move on. We still keep drinking our sugar-free Red Bulls. Fake it till you make it. Fake it till we make it. Hey, well, you know what? I don't I feel like for legal reasons we can't say they sponsored us, but like <laughs> we can keep wishing that they, that they, that they do. Yeah, we're just gonna keep wishing. We're yeah. just gonna keep wishing. All right, let's uh, let's cut the shenanigans. Let's get into a little bit of sports talk here, which uh, people may or may not, but probably don't come for. Mm-hmm. They probably come for the banter and the shenanigans that we're now cutting them off from. <laughs> You'll get a little bit more of it. It's okay. Yeah, it's not over yet. Um, no, it's 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 never ever till we say it's over. <clears throat> Steph Curry has hit three thousand threes in his career now. Yeah, I mean that was inevitable. I mean. Would you say he's on pace for forty eight hundred or something like that? If he continues shooting at the clip that he is for the remainder of his career, which won't happen. Yeah, he's he's gonna be a decline, but when he probably still ends up around like forty four hundred. I don't think that's unrealistic. I don't think it is either. Four thousand for sure. Yeah, I think I think four thousand is like a very safe basement number yeah. for him. Well, he would you say he his best season was like two hundred and twenty something. I think it was like 297. 297. I think, so, yeah. So, well, I mean, let's just, for S's and G's, say he averages around 180, which is, I feel like, kind of lowballing. Say he averages mm-hmm. 180, I mean. I think that's fair. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you got to think, when he, when he came into the league, three-point shooting wasn't at a premium as like it is now. Yeah. Like, I mean, I mean him and Clay Thompson and some, and some of the other guys were like the first ones to come down and say, hey, watch this. And instead of driving to the basket, they just stop 30 feet away and then shoot it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, even Ray Allen early in his career could put somebody on a poster. Oh, dude, Ray Allen had some bunnies. Dude, young Ray Allen was a... Yeah, he could get up, man. That was that was he, a guy to watch. Dude, he'd cram it down your throat. Yeah. Yeah, he could. He was, uh, he was cool, and he still has a special place in my heart. Oh, yeah, for sure. He, I mean, just being a LeBron fan, like... He made sure LeBron got his second ring. Dude. Everyone gives LeBron trash for that. But I think everybody forgets that LeBron took the shot that missed. And then Chris Bosh got the rebound. LeBron was at the top of the key calling for the ball again. He wanted the shot again. Yeah, yeah, I know. And everyone's like, Ray Allen saved his ass. It's like, okay, yeah, I guess technically he did. He Because he made the shot, right? But LeBron's up there. He took the shot to begin with, which everyone's like... LeBron is scared of the moment. Well, he clearly wasn't there. And mm-hmm. then he wanted the ball again and was willing to take the shot again. He was willing to put the whole the whole series. season on his back. Yeah, on his shoulders. Mm-hmm. He was ready to carry that weight. And then everyone's like, oh, Ray Allen saved his ass. Like, all right, well. I will say this, though. If Ray Allen missed that, ball, missed that shot, LeBron's going to – LeBron – I think LeBron tees off on Chris Bosh. <laughs> I think there was a few moments in their uh, I was wide open at the top of the key, bitch. Should have passed it to me. I think there were some some moments in their time in South Beach that he probably wanted to tee off on Chris Bosh. No, if anybody, he wanted to tee off on Norris Cole. Dude. (laughs) Can we talk for a second about how LeBron James got him and Mario Chalmers a a ring? Can we talk about the fact that LeBron got Iman Shumpert and J.R. Smith to the NBA Finals? The goon squad. (laughs) The Henny Gods. The Henny Gods. Dude, he got uh, Birdman. He got Birdman a ring. Yeah. Like. <laughs> his mohawk and his tattoos. 
got, he got <laughs> homeless Mike Miller with one shoe on the quarter ring. <laughs> Dude, he took his dad to the finals, too. He took his dad to the finals. <laughs> he took his dad to the finals, and now he's homeless. Little Father Sunday. <laughs> yeah, it was not the like. <laughs> Bring your dad to work day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow, holy shit. Dude, well, speaking, speaking of LeBron. <laughs> yeah, speaking of him, we were uh, on the same page there. LeBron James... Um, Officially scored 36,000 points for his career um, earlier in the week. He is the fastest player in NBA history to hit 36,000 points, as well as hitting every single point total from 1,000 to 35,000 as well. Yeah. I mean. Every 1,000 mark from, from 1 to 36. Correct. Yep. And he'll be the fastest to hit 37, and he'll be the fa- fastest to hit 38. I think he gets there. Oh, that, that, it's inevitable. Well, he's got. He's probably got another three or four under the belt as long as he stays healthy. Three or four at the level that he's at right now, and I think he, I think he wants to play with his son. Yeah, doesn't it work out that his contract is up when Bronny is a rookie, so he can skedaddle to wherever Bronny gets drafted to? I think it does work out that way if Bronny even makes it to the NBA. Not saying that he won't. Um, I've seen I've seen videos of the kid playing. He's he's a he's a damn good basketball player. Yeah. Um. But I mean, it's it's such it's such a long shot to get the league. I hope he does because it'd be really really cool to see. Yeah, absolutely. But, um, yeah, I just I don't know. But I really really like. We're both big fans of LeBron. Yep. I think it's um. I just think it's nuts the fact that he's going to be. He's already top three in scoring all time. By the time he's done his career, he's going to be number one in. He's going to be the all time leading scorer in the NBA. Top ten rebounds, top ten in assists, top I say easily top twenty in steals and blocks. Isn't he number one on Christmas Day scoring now too? Didn't he pass Kobe? Ooh. Um or was that did he pass him for number two? It was something like that. He is in the top five of every single statistical category on Christmas Day. I do know that. Maybe except for like three pointers made or or and some other ones. Like I think I think something he's eighth place in. I saw the NBA post something about it on Christmas Day, <laughs> um, but I didn't. I just kind of skimmed past it. The one thing we can fault him for, he's still top ten in. Right, but <laughs> but you know the crazy thing is, is that he's he's so well accomplished in the NBA, and people are still going to say, oh, "Man, MJ's way better than he is." Isn't that like isn't isn't that crazy to think of? So. It's no secret that you and I are big LeBron fans. It's yes. no secret. Yes. Um, not to say that we're not fans of MJ, uh-huh. but we don't respect his greatness, his his skill set, everything like that. I've spent a ridiculous amount of money on Michael Jordan shoes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you you more than me, but yeah, yeah. Um, every every person I get into an argument with about who's better, LeBron, Jordan, everything like that. I tell them, can you name one reason why MJ is better than LeBron? Other than six for six, mm-hmm. they have nothing. So, so, so this is this is the point that I've started making to people, and people are like, mm, "Well, you have a point there." LeBron James is the most gifted basketball player to ever play the sport. Nobody is doing the things that he is doing at the size that he's doing it. Just, no, just no one is. Yeah. I saw I saw a sports science on LeBron James when he was playing in Miami that he can cover the he can he could cover the floor in eight strides at a full sprint. That's insane. Eight strides. Yeah. Granted, nuts. granted, I think Giannis can do it in like two now, but um, <laughs> it's got to be like three or four though. But at the time, the rest of the NBA was averaging like thirteen strides. I mean, that helps on those chase downs. Uh, yeah, exactly. 
But um, something. But I tell people all the time, he is the best player skill wise to ever play the game of basketball. But there is nobody that is more accomplished than Michael Jordan. Yes, there is. Who? Bill Russell. I mean, yeah, he's won more rings than Michael Jordan, but that doesn't make him a better player than Michael Jordan. No, it's not. It doesn't make him a better same player. Thing, same thing with Robert Ory. He's won. He's won more rings than MJ. But... Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But it doesn't. It doesn't make them like like that argument alone does not make someone better than somebody else. Right. Right. That 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 that's the point that I'm making. Like Michael Jordan is so accomplished in the league, nobody will ever do what he has done, accolades wise. It just won't happen again. Like. Yeah. There, from the MVP, the scoring title, the defensive player of the year, like everything, yeah, like yeah, all, all NBA first team, all NBA defense, all that. Just because Michael Jordan was so far ahead of his time, and the talent gap in the NBA is so much smaller now, mm-hmm. like you, like you can make it, like when Le- when uh, when Michael Jordan was playing, he was best player in the league. Yeah, there was no debate about it. It was hands down, like it was him. When he retired, it was. I want to say Shaq for a while, because Shaq's just like. Well, he was one of the, he was another one of those like physical specimens. So it's like we don't know what to do with him. Right. He was just so much bigger. He was so much stronger than everybody else. But then when LeBron came into the league, it's like, oh shit, it's LeBron James. And then Kevin Durant came, is like, oh, it's KD and LeBron. Mm-hmm. I'm excluding Kobe as well, but it was th- those three guys were regarded as the top players in the league. Fast forward to today, you can make an argument for. Seven different guys would be the best player in the NBA. Yeah, you can make a you can make an argument for Giannis. There's Kawhi. There's KD. There's Steph. There's LeBron. Um, there's Luka Doncic. Luka. There's that's, Kevin Durant. There's a young stud there. Yeah, he's a baller. <laughs> that dude's gonna get a, he's gonna get a ring sooner rather than later. It's not in Dallas, but he's gonna get a ring sooner rather than later. You don't think he does in Dallas? No. Where do you think he goes though? Uh that is beyond me. That is beyond me. I hope he succeeds in Dallas. That'd be really, really cool to go from one European superstar that brings him a title to another and does it again. Yeah, that'd be rad. Yeah. Shout out Mark Cuban. Shout out Mark Cuban. That's a guy. That is a guy, dude. That dude is living his best life. Yeah. Hey, Mark, if you uh, if if you uh, if you, if you happen to hear this podcast, can you uh, pay off my car loan? Sponsor us. And sponsor us. Yeah, dude. Invite us on Shark Tank. Can we pitch our podcast on Shark Tank? Is that a thing? Could we do that? I mean, I'm sure we could, but I don't think they would give us anything. Well, maybe Mark will reach out and we can find out. Fingers crossed, man. Fingers crossed. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like if we didn't hear back from Red Bull, we're probably not going to hear back from Mark Cuban. I don't know. You never know. Mark Cuban seems like one of those guys where he just like goes around. He's like, let me get let me give like these small guys a chance. Let let me search my name in a hashtag and see what pops up. And then then he's just going to see us. Well, I know what's going to be one of our hashtags when we post this. Uh, when we post the episode, hashtag Mark Cuban. Hashtag Mark Cuban. There it is. <laughs> Good grief! What the hell? Yeah. Anyway, it, I mean, back to the back to the topic. Um, LeBron, just on another level. Yeah, he is just just on another level. Just appreciate it. Oh, you have to. I mean, pe- people. We've talked about this. It's like Tom Brady. I used to hate Tom Brady. Yep, hated him. But now I can appreciate what I'm watching. Like, I changed this mindset maybe like five years ago when I thought Brady would fucking retire. 
until everybody until everybody figure out oh this guy's just like the damn terminator when max kellerman said on first take that tom brady's gonna fall off a cliff and the motherfucker just kept climbing like he didn't even like he didn't even go down the cliff a little bit he just kept kept climbing right he literally he literally said to max kellerman hold my beer watch this no not my beer because it because ain't nobody that's 44 years old playing quarterback in the nfl at the level he is who's drinking beer agave tequila or whatever he was drinking after they oh, won I the Super Bowl when he came even, off the boat drunk as fuck. I didn't even think about that. <laughs> Dude was lit. Yeah, yeah, he was he was he was all, he was all sorts of throwing fun. the Lombardi from boat to boat while oh, they're that was moving. So funny. Gronk catching it. Could you imagine if they dropped that? <laughs> it's just like a Lombardi trophy sitting at the bottom of the sitting at the bottom of the damn water. Can we just talk about how important that is to like ninety eight percent of that team? To Tom Brady and Rob Gronkowski, that trophy doesn't mean shit because they got like seven other ones. Right. <laughs> like, it doesn't right. mean like, shit to them. Like, 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 how funny is that? Like, Brady's like, hey, watch this. Like, the two that it means the least to on the team because they have six other ones. Like, it doesn't mean shit to them. I don't know if Gronk has six, but Tom obviously had six with the Patriots. Right. Um, like, it meant nothing to them because they've touched it, they've kissed it. I don't want to know what Rob Gronkowski's done with it behind closed doors. <laughs> Rob Gronkowski dented one of the Lombardi trophies with a baseball. <laughs> Dude, he squared up with a, he squared up with it for a bunt at a at a Red Sox game and dented it. <laughs> that dude, we were talking about Mark Cuban living his best life. That guy is living his best life. I love Gronk. Uh, dude, Rob Gronkowski like reminds you of like <laughs> like a big ass modern day caveman. <laughs> Just running around, doing whatever the fuck he wants for the hell of it. He kind of reminds me of like a golden retriever. Yeah. <laughs> That's a really good analogy. Just like, like living his best life, doing whatever he wants just because he can. Yeah. He gets real, real excited when he sees his friends. <laughs> <laughs> real excited when he sees his friends, like does some weird shit to get the ball. <laughs> oh, man. I love his USAA commercials as well. Yeah, he's a funny dude, man. Are you, this is for special people. I'm special. You <laughs> sure as hell are, Rob. <laughs> What's your account number? 87? It's it's normally between 12 and 20 digits. Ah, oh, you got me. It's Rob Gronkowski. <laughs> <laughs> oh this is god. special for military members. I'm special. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I feel like the amount of time, the amount of time that we spent talking about damn Rob Gronkowski and Tom Brady, we just gotta jump right into the NFL, man. Got to. Oh, man. So, so just uh, so just putting this out there. Um, earlier this week, um, an icon in the sport passed away. John Madden died at the age of eighty-five. Um, legendary coach for the Raiders, and of course, he is the namesake for the game of the NFL. Madden. Yeah. Um. I wasn't um I wasn't around like watching the NFL enough to like hear him commentate and all that kind of stuff. But I love the game of Madden. Um it's I also hate it at the same time. Yes, for other for other reasons. Um that we won't that we won't go into because we'll be here until nine thirty right now. We'll be here until about eleven thirty talking about it. Um It's cutting it short. Yeah, that's cutting out a lot of stuff. But anyway, um rest in peace, John Madden. Rest in peace to John Madden. Just, Absolutely. Yeah, we just wanted to go ahead and put that out there uh, to start with. Um, also, another thing, um, in our, in, me, me and Holman here are in two money leagues together. Um, 
and we lost in both of them last week. Playing each other for third place in both leagues. And I'm like, I love you, buddy. Uh, I'm a little sour that I'm playing you in the one. In, uh, in the league that uh, you and I both had that first round by. Um, yeah, you're sour about playing me in one of them. I'm sour about playing you in the other one. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean... I mean, uh, the, so so the so the first league the Holman was talking about, he had first round by. I mean, like you like his team was like beyond the words of dominant. Yeah, I I was the number one seed. Um, I would have beat everybody in that week, that first week where I had that first round by. I would have beat everybody, and I knew it too. I was like, man, I'm gonna lose next week. I just know it, and that's how the cards are gonna play out. Mm-hmm. Sure enough, it happened. And it just blows my mind that I lose with a team. My starting quarterback. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna mention my, my quarterback running back to my receivers. Starting quarterback was Dak Prescott. Starting running backs are Jonathan Taylor and Alvin Kamara. And my starting receivers are Justin Jefferson and Cooper Cup. Yep. I mean, I th- I think outside of Dak, they were all I think top. F- well, Alvin Kamara missed some time, so he yeah. wasn't, but. Justin Jefferson and Cooper Cup, I believe, are one and two. I think one and three. I want to hmm. say Tyreek or Devontae Adams was probably number two. Hmm. Yeah, so I'm not sure. But either way, I had a very dominant team, and uh, and I lost. But hey, it was a good matchup. You know, he, he won. It, it, like, absolutely yeah. absolutely nothing against him. He, he, got the, he got the good matchups that week. Um you know, he had Devo Samuel that went off. He got Deontay Johnson that had a garbage time touchdown against the Chiefs. Um, that killed me, too. God. That killed me, also. I yeah. was so pissed off that that happened. Mm-hmm. I was like, you guys got to be kidding me. Um, he had, uh, he had, I think it was Nick Chubb. I think Nick Chubb went off for him. Yep, he had a good game. Um, the last, I mean, the last two weeks in the NFL have just been weird. Um like all like like big name guys haven't really been doing a whole lot. Um I don't know, it's just been it's just been a weird two weeks in the NFL recently. I mean the Ravens are on a four game losing streak now. Four or three. We haven't won in a while. Four mm-hmm. it's it's four games because I've been at my I've been at my job for four weeks now. We haven't won since I started. Well see, it was what, Steelers, Browns, Packers, and then Bengals, yeah. The Bungholes. We'll get into that in a minute. <laughs> I'm, I'm still, uh, I'm still a little salty about not necessarily the game, the all the media around it. Yeah, you know, if, you, screw it. Let's get into it right now. Let's get right into it, dude. Okay, so I am still a little salty about all the media around it. I saw something earlier today about Tyler Boyd standing outside waving bye at the Baltimore Ravens buses, telling them to get their asses out of here, and you know stuff along the lines. It's like, okay, partner, I'm gonna need you to simmer down here a little bit. Right? Like, dude. Didn't he have one catch? I mean, he went for 66 yards and a touchdown on that on that one catch, but... I think he had, like, three catches for, like, 80 yards and a touchdown. But, like you said, there was one catch for, like, 66 yards and that touchdown. Outside of that, he didn't do shit. Like, he was mm-hmm. just he was just riding Jamar Chase and T. Higgins' ass. Mm-hmm. And, like, I mean, you gotta do what you gotta do, I guess. But <clears throat> my thing is, is the Ravens were missing... They were missing Deshaun Elliott. They're starting safety. We were missing, like, our top 20 corners. <laughs> <laughs> we were missing, like, our top 20 corners. I mean, dude, we're picking up guys 
off of practice squads and like guys that aren't even on practice squads just to put them on the field because we have to fill the minimum mm. like we have i think it's 46 48 whatever it is that, you, like that yeah you have to have a minimum of that many people suited up for the game i it was to the point where like granted i know that i cannot hang with them like i know that i am not athletically gifted enough but i was like dude fuck it at this point i might just go down there and be like hey john you need a body like you just need somebody in a uniform like i don't know if i'm gonna like change this game for you but i i think you might need somebody right so a lot of people were saying oh man you know look out joe burrow 525 yards yada 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 i'll be it Throwing for 525 yards in a game, that's not easy. Like, I don't, I like, don't want to take anything away from the Bengals. No, no. I'm, I'm, I'm definitely not taking anything away from the Bengals by, by any means whatsoever. But I think a lot of people need to pump their brakes on what's going on, considering the fact that we're missing three of our top four corners. Yeah. I mean, Marlon Humphrey was out. Marcus Peters was out. Um, Jimmy Smith was out. Chris Westry was out. Um Anthony Everett went out in that game. We had Tavon Young, who was who was shaken up. He's like, he's like coming off the field for like three plays every game because he's getting rattled and stuff like that. Like, right? I mean, I mean, when when you have to when you have to put together a group of guys who some have been on the practice squad and know what's going on and all that kind of stuff, and then you have to bring in other guys who are fresh off the street who are like that same week, right? Are getting getting their you know last names on the jersey, right? Like how like expectations can't be very high. Yeah, so like I said, I don't want to take anything away from the Bengals because they are a good football team. They are very talented, but they did exactly what they should have done, and everybody is praising them Mm -hmm. for beating the brakes out of a makeshift secondary like they should have, and and they're like slandering the Ravens, and so this kind of like angered me a little bit earlier. Um, uh, I'm, I'm a big fan of Colin Cowherd's. So, so am I. I'm a big fan of him. I like that he he owns when he's wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, I was listening to it was his Monday or Tuesday show, whatever it was. It was hour three. Um, he started it off with saying, um, you know, praising Joe Burrow, and he's like, I don't want to hear about the Ravens, you know, and their secondary. It's the NFL. Everyone's banged up. It's week fifteen. Everyone's banged up. I'm like, okay. Uh, I mean, sure. You know what? If that's if that's what you're gonna roll with, and that's your energy, I'm for it. Mm. But keep that energy because later, 30 minutes later in that same segment, um, he was doing his like little three word um, synopsis of all the games mm-hmm. and he gave the Chargers a pass for losing to the Houston Texans because they had 13 players on the COVID list. Yeah, it's crazy. I, I mean, I just like everybody's entitled to their own opinion. I definitely mm-hmm. like I, I agree with Colin Coward to the point where okay, it's week fifteen of the NFL. Everybody's banged up. Yeah. And it's hard to win when you're missing that many players. Right. But if if you're gonna give one team a pass, give every team a pass. Yeah. We have we the Ravens have had more players on missing time from games due to COVID, due to injury, due to due to whatever reason. We've had more than any other team this season. And we still have a winning record. Yeah, it was going into that game against the Bengals. We were missing 30-plus players. You Crazy. start the season with a 53-man roster. Crazy. We have 30, 30 of our—30. Now, I will say this. A lot of guys did go down in, pre, in preseason. Yeah. When the rosters—I don't know what the preseason roster size is. I want to say it's like 75, but I could be wrong. 
Um, I think it's around there. So, I mean, or like that's where the first cut goes down to. It goes down to 75 and then they have to cut from there. Right. So, I mean, I mean, we lost, we lost some key guys heading in, heading before the season even started. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I mean, uh, like, like at, the, at this point, I, we're, we're going to be beating a dead horse because I, of course, of course we're going to defend the Ravens to the end. Yeah. That's my dog. We're 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 gonna def- we're gonna defend the team to our to our last breath just because we we are those diehard fans. Yes, they're not playing very well right now, but that's okay. There's no chemistry. There's there's new guys coming in every I would, week. I like, would say, I would say there's no no chemistry, but I I mean it's there's a lack of right. I mean like like it's tough. We lose to the we lose to the Steelers on a two point conversion that should have been caught an inch like no okay so i won't even say that it should have been caught why the hell wasn't tj watt blocked especially when you know you're throwing to that side yeah i don't know that that that's that's neither here nor there the next game lamar goes down and snoop comes in and he almost pulls off the comeback yeah we were close we were very very close again we were a two-point conversion away from winning that game too yep um we almost beat the fucking packers yeah, you and I said that the the Chargers and Chiefs was the game of the week. We may have been mistaken. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Snoop, Snoop's just like in Lamar Jackson's absence. Tyler Huntley has has been playing his ass off. He's I've been be, playing very well. I've been I've been remarkably surprised by the way that he's carrying himself on the field. Yeah, like like Tyler, like for for a guy who's only started what. The game against the game, Bears, game against the Packers, and game against the Bears. Those are the only two games that he's actually started. Yeah, and the Bears, he found out like on the bus, like on the way to the field. Right, right. And I mean, against against the Packers, of course, we, of course, everybody was saying that there's some uncertainty with what's going on, but they probably knew the entire week what was happening. They just wanted to put some put a smoke show up. I think he had some reps as the first as the uh, first team QB there. Yeah, for sure. So. I've been remarkably surprised with the way that Tyler Huntley's been playing. I mean, he, he like he is playing like he has done this for a while. Yeah, he looked really, really good. He just looked very, very comfortable. Yeah, the moment wasn't too big. No, he like like he like he he came in and he said, "Okay, we got a football game to play. Let's go play." Yeah, scored four touchdowns against the Packers. It's crazy. And Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, mm. he outplayed Aaron Rodgers. Because he ran for two touchdowns. Yeah. And he, it, I saw this earlier. He was also the leading rusher in the game. Well, it was the same thing when Lamar was in for our offense. He was the leading rusher. Once yeah. again, no slight to our running backs. Mm. I mean, dude, like, once again, they're coming in off the streets at the beginning of the season trying to get a feel for the offense. They're learning the playbook. Learning. And it also helps when you have when you have court, two quarterbacks who are um, as athletically gifted as they are. Right. And, I mean... Tyler Huntley's incredibly gifted, and Lamar Jackson just has Lamar. Lamar Jackson has Tyreek Hill speed. Lamar like, Jackson is so the dead. best athlete I've ever seen. Like he is the most athletic person I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, I would. Um, I would definitely say that. Yeah. So, and that's why I'm, dude. I'm just not here for the Raven slander. Like no. I'm, I'm not here for it. Like I said, love Colin Coward. Um, I, I just didn't. Th- I didn't like that take. I thought it was a bad take. Because then, then right after he. You know, mentioned he gave the the Chargers a pass. He then he got into the Ravens and Bengals game and talked about like Joe Burrow teeing off and everything like that. I'm like, dude, like you've 
you can't have you gotta you gotta stay consistent. If you give one a pass, you gotta give everybody a pass, and you gotta praise the shit out of everybody that's winning. Right. With with everything going on, you Correct. gotta give them the praise. Or and hear me out here, you just give nobody a fucking pass. Exactly. It's that simple. Keep just just keep the same energy the entire time. Consistency. If you're gonna give one person a pass, you gotta give everybody a pass. If you're gonna give no pass, if you're gonna give one team no pass, then you can't give another team a pass for the same reason. Yeah, I agree, and that's. That's why I was a little angered about that. I was just angered about all the media around it. Like, the Ravens players, I don't think they give a shit. Like, they're like, whatever. Because um, they even asked them, they were like, are you, like, mad about them running up the score at the end of the game? And, like, Harbaugh, Patrick Queen, and, like, some other players are like, no, we don't care. We're not I'm, worried about it. I'm pissed the way they did it. So, I'm not even mad at the way they did it. I'm mad that they were, like... They spun it as the Ravens ran the score up against them last year. So right. that's why they ran it up against us right here. Right. So the, so the game that Wes was just referring to was the last game. It was I think it was the last game of the regular season last season where we beat the Bengals 38-3. to um, And we also ran for 404 yards, which I don't know if that was an NFL record or not. I think it was like third or fourth most in league history in one game. It's a lot of yards. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I mean... Did we run up the score? I don't think so. I mean, if you take away the J.K. Dobbins touchdown late, where he broke off a fucking seventy-two yarder, I but mean, even that was in the third quarter, right? We didn't we didn't even score in the fourth quarter. We pulled Lamar Jackson and put in Tyler Huntley. I mean, like the Bengals kicked the shit out of us. Like, why would you? The thing the thing that I don't get is you have a star quarterback on your team in Joe Burrow. Yeah, who I had a very cold take last season. I said Joe Burrow was going to be a bust during the draft. I genuinely thought Joe Burrow was going to be was going to be a bust. Well, you were just very big on Chase Young. Fair, yes, very, very fair. Um, I lost my train of thought. Damn it! Huh? You had a you had Joe Burrow in at the end of the game when it was a blowout. Right, right. So, so speaking of Chase Young, when last last season when Cincinnati played Washington. Joe Burrow had a very, very bad knee injury. Mm-hmm. Very, very bad. For a brief moment, his future with the team was questioned. Because, yeah. like, I don't, like, ha- like how bad could this injury, like... Because Joe Theismann didn't come back from the same exact injury. Wasn't, right. wasn't it him? Didn't yeah. him and Joe Theismann have the same... It was, like, the same date? No, him and Alex Smith. That's what it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's this very, very bad injury. And knowing that the game is at the point where it's at, not saying that, that the Baltimore Ravens are a team that's going to just start taking cheap shots because they're a very, very disciplined team under John Harbaugh. Yeah. Like they like the Ravens handle themselves the right way week in and week out. So I know they weren't gonna be taking like any nasty shots or anything like that. Yeah. But everybody saw what happened to Lamar Jackson, how he just had his ankle turned up on when he was going after when he was going after a ball. Well a play that probably should have gotten a flag for roughing the quarterback. That's neither here nor there. Neither here nor there, but I'm just gonna throw it out there. But the point that I'm making is, wouldn't you want to protect your investment in Joe Burrow? Like, why keep him out there just to try and pass for the fourth most yards in NFL history? Like, like 525 yards, that's a lot of fucking yards. It's impressive. Like, like, like I could barely do that when I play Madden. Yeah. Like, you have to throw the hell out of the ball in order to do that in Madden, and he just did it in real life. Yeah, it's impressive. Like, Joe Burrow... I'm 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 not saying we were getting consistent pressure all all game. I think we were. I think they were holding the hell out of us a lot too. Yeah, I saw a few. But again, neither here neither here nor there. But they were one they were one play away from Joe Burrow taking a lick and being out for uh, be, being out for a while. Yeah. I th- then how dumb do you look? 
It was you're, reckless. You're already you're already up big on the on a divisional opponent. You're heading towards the playoffs. Why not pull your quarterback and protect him? Yeah, give him a little bit of rest, keep him healthy for the for the playoff run that you're trying to make. Right, and 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 God forbid he gets hurt in these next in the, one of these next two games with a minor injury. Of course, they're fighting for a playoff spot. They're fighting for seeding. Yeah. Um, what if Joe Burrow gets hurt and you have to throw in your backup? Wouldn't you want to give him a little bit of reps so he knows what the game speed is like? Yeah. And I mean, like, I don't know how the seeding in the AFC is going to play out. It's very, very much up in the air. Um, I don't even think it's not even a lock that Kansas City holds on to the number one seed. That's not even a lock. So um, it's tough to say. And I don't think that they probably they probably don't rest players um, week 18. So, because they're they're probably up in the air, they could probably get like a number three seed. They could probably get, dude, they might even be able to move up to the number two. Who knows? Um, depending on how these next two uh, weeks go, I doubt it because they do play the Chiefs and then they play the Browns and the Browns play them very very well. Yeah. So um, so 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 taking a look at the uh, at the playoff standings right now in the AFC, the way it sits right now, Kansas City would have the would have the first round by. Um, this season they're going to a seven team. No, last season they started it. Last season, yep. The seventeen, the seven team format for the playoffs. So they, so Kansas City gets the one and only bye. Um, so the matchups right now at the moment would be Tennessee versus Miami, Cincinnati versus New England, and the Colts versus the Bills. So right now there are one, two, three, four teams at eight and seven fighting for that number seven spot. Uh, the Dolphins, the Ravens, Chargers, and and the Raiders. Um, Pittsburgh sitting at seven, seven and one. Then you have Cleveland and Denver, both at seven and eight. So you have six teams fighting for one spot. Mm. Patriots are nine and six. So are the Colts. So are the Bills. So are the Bengals. So that I mean, the Bengals and Bills that can go either way. Either way. Um. I mean, I mean, same thing with the bill with the Bills and the, and the and the Patriots. That can go either way, also. Yeah, that could flip. The the Patriots come around and win that division. Yeah. Um. With that said, unfortunately, with the uh, the way that the playoffs are sitting right now, I think this holds true. Yeah. Uh. I mean, so we do have a, a very important matchup coming up this weekend. Um. The Titans and the Dolphins. Um. Oh, they play this weekend. We're a very big Titans fan this weekend. Huh. Weird to say. Is there some bad blood between us? Yeah, I'm not a big fan of the Titans. I'm not either, but we're pulling for them this weekend. If we want to make the playoffs. Yeah. I saw somebody posted that the Ravens have a 24% chance of making the playoffs. <laughs> that's, not, that's not very optimistic. But then again, at the same time, we're getting... I, I think LJ Freaky's coming back this week. He practiced yesterday. He did not practice today. Yesterday was in a limited fashion. Today, he did not practice. Um, so Could that we'll, just be airing on the side of caution? Yeah, I mean, just a little extra rest. Because I think the majority of the season, he sat out on Thursdays. Yeah. I could be wrong, but... Um, I think I think he came back yesterday in a limited, limited format, probably learned the game plan, what, what they're looking to do against the um, against the Rams. I have no clue what we're going to try to do against that stacked defense. It was stacked two years ago when we played them, too. Yeah, you're right. But you want to hear something crazy? The Ravens have went against T.J. Watt twice this year, Miles Garrett, and Jadavian Clowney twice this year, Aaron Donald once, Von Miller twice, 
we yeah, because he was on the Broncos when we played them. But was he active when we played them? Yes. Was he? Yeah, he was okay. in. Um, we should have played Khalil Mack when we played the Bears, but he injured his foot like literally three days before the game. It uh-huh. came like three days before it came out. He was on IR. I mean, we should have went against Preston and Zadaria Smith against the on the Packers. Mm-hmm. Like, dude, we uh we had DeForest Buckner against the Colts. Like, dude, we <laughs> we went against like every top pass rusher besides Chandler Jones. Yeah, we played some big dogs this year, man. Yeah. yeah Ooh, we, like we played some heavy hitters. What uh and who the Rams have what is it? Is that uh Leonard Floyd? I think they have him as well. I think they still do, yeah. Yeah. Like, dude, holy cow. Yeah, we play yeah, we play we're playing some uh we're playing some big hitters. I mean I'm, I mean linebackers. We had to play Darius Leonard. Yeah. Like he's a he's a damn handful. We had to play the Dolphins. Byron Jones, Xavier Howard. We've Jalen Ramsey. We got him coming up. Yeah. He's too damn good for his own good. All right. So two weeks ago, we did our lock of the week, upset of the week, game mm-hmm. of the week. Um, my lock of the week was the Bills. That held true. My upset of the week was the Broncos over the Bengals. That did not. The Bengals did win that. My game of the week was the Pats and the Colts. I think that was a very good game up until Jonathan Taylor broke it loose for like a 68-yard touchdown run late in the game. Kind of sealed the deal there. So That boy fast. That boy is fast. Uh, so I don't know if that necessarily counts as like real entertaining. I mean, I thought it was a good game. Especially because you had the Ravens and the and the Packers. Yeah. Um, the day after, that was super exciting. Yes. Whether you were a Ravens-Packers fan or not, that was a damn good game. Oh, uh, it was an exciting game, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's... Tyler Huntley going against Aaron Rodgers. Box, box office. Aaron Rodgers should have toasted our defense for 500 yards. Yeah, he should have. Um, so my game of the week last week was the Washington football team versus Philly. Um, it was 27-17. to 17. I didn't get an opportunity to watch it because I had to go to work. Um, working overnight sucks. Don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> um, my lock of the week was a really, really cold take. I took the Jaguars to beat the Texans. Man, you all over them cold takes. I had a hot one after that, though. You did. Yeah, I took the Saint, took the Saints to beat the Buccaneers. I scored nine to nothing. Well, I didn't say it was gonna be nine to nothing, but the Saints did win nine to nothing. So that'd have been cool if you called that, though. That would have been really cool, that'd, dude. That would have been like, I would have been like, dude, you're an idiot. No way, it's nine nothing. It's nine nothing. Yeah. Um. So who you got for your lock this week? Um, I locked this week. I got the Packers against the Vikings. Okay. Uh, I have the Chiefs to beat the Bengals. I think this is going to be a reality check for Bengals Can't players wait. and their fans. I think this is going to... This week, I'm a Patrick Mahomes fan. Yeah. I hope he just lights them up. Yeah, and I think that they will, because I think Travis Kelsey's coming back. Yeah. Yeah. Sue B. Pig. I am excited. Yeah, I am. I'm a Chiefs fan. I think this is going to be a reality check for them. I think they're going to get their shit rocked. Yeah, and I'm here for it. Oh, absolutely. I'm here for it. From here, from here on out, I think any time that I see the Bengals lose, I'm going to be just ecstatic. Did you see Bart Scott on uh, Get Up this morning? Basically, say that the Ravens are going to be head hunting uh, Bengals players from here on out, like Joe, Bur- Joe Burrow and Tyler Boyd, and, and all them. They're going to be like head hunting them. I love it. Look, I love Bart Scott. He was one hell of a player for us. 
How about you not like just don't put that evil on me, Ricky Bobby? <laughs> like, Dude, come ben, on, man. Ben Roethlisberger to this day says the time that Bart Scott just fucking clapped him in the back of the head is the hardest hit he's ever hit. He's, he's ever taken. Dude, Bart Scott probably was like one more step away from killing quite a few people on the field. Dude, him and Ray Lewis. Dude, he was out there. What was it? Uh, was I think it was Ray Lewis. I, it was a game against the the Jets. Oh, when he hit Kellen Winslow so hard that he forgot what the first down marker was and ran out of bounds on fourth down. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, was, yeah. I love that. I love that man. Um, what is your upset this week? My upset is the Giants. Um, I forget. God bears. bless. Yeah, it is the Bears. bears. I yeah, forgot yeah. who they were playing. The Giants upsetting the Bears. You think they figure it out? I don't know if they figure it out. I just don't think the Bears have it together. That's fair. I don't know. I, I, I trust Justin Fields a little bit more than I trust Mike Glennon or Jake Fromm, whoever starts. Yeah, I have no clue. Who I, trust, I trust Matt Nagy more than I trust Joe Judge. <laughs> and, Matt, and I've been an advocate to get Matt Nagy fired all year. Yeah. Interesting. Um, but I'm taking the Raiders beat the Colts. Carson mm. Wentz is not playing. Um, we talked about Jonathan Taylor already. I think he kind of has a come-back-down-to-earth game, and I told you this before we started recording. I think that come-back-down-to-earth game is like 90 yards and two touchdowns. <laughs> but I think, I mean, Derek Carr is playing out of his ass right now. He's playing, he's playing, he's playing darn good football. I was going to say, I don't know if that's good or bad. <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, I mean De- Derek Carr is playing really, really good, and... I I I believe I've I don't know if I said it on the podcast before, but I've said it to you. Derek Carr is one of those quarterbacks where it, where if he gets hot, you better strap in. Yeah, if he's in his bag, it's gonna be a long day. Long day, long day. He's a very very talented quarterback. Um, what's your game of the week? My game of the week. I really struggled with this one this week. I had the Vikings and the Packers. The Vikings are on the edge of making the playoffs. They're in that hunt there for. Like the the seven seed, um, Mike Zimmer's fighting for his job too. Mike Zimmer's fighting for his job. They're getting Dalvin Cook back. He's going to be back this week. He's coming off the COVID list, um, and the Packers are really struggling against the run. So, I think I think it's going to end up being a little bit better game than most people think. I think it might end up being a pretty damn good game. I really struggled with this pick though this week. I'm not going to lie to you. Who do you think wins that game? Um, dude, I'll be honest with you, I. I'm taking the Vikings. So you're going to try and shaft my lock of the week? Yeah. You piece of shit? Yeah. <laughs> okay. That's fine. I mean, um, so my game of the week, we already talked about the team. We talked about both teams a decent amount. I'm taking the Rams and the Ravens. I think Lamar Jackson plays. I think, I think the team knows that, they're, that their playoff lives depend on what they do in this game. And I think, I think, I think the Ravens show out. And I think it's a really close game. Who wins that game? I couldn't tell you. Yeah, I was going to say, just because they show out doesn't mean we're beating the brakes off them. We showing out no. is like oh, hanging with them. No way. Yeah, I don't think we beat the brakes off the Rams like we did when we played them on Monday night two years ago. I don't think that happens. I think Matt Stafford's going to be in his bag. But I think if Lamar Jackson plays, I think it's going to be... If Lamar plays, I think it's going to be the Lamar Jackson show. Hollywood Brown's going to break 1,000 yards. We'll have uh, Mark Andrews and Hollywood Brown over 1,000 yards receiving on the air. Yeah, so Mark Andrews is also 15 yards away from breaking the single-season Ravens record for most receiving yards in the year. Yeah, he's leading every tight end in like every single category possible this year. He's top two, not two. Yeah, I agree. 
he he's got the most first downs, most receptions, most yards. Uh, at least this season, he, I, I mean, think he's he, tied for first in touchdowns, or he is first in touchdowns. I mean, he he's 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 best tight end this season. Yeah, I think he's a top three tight end in the NFL for sure. I agree. I said this when we were coming up on the on the fantasy draft. I said Mark Andrews is the number three tight end, not Darren Waller. And I, I, I agreed with you. I said Darren Waller is going to disappoint some people in fantasy this year. Not that he was going to have a bad year, but he was going to disappoint people because everyone was saying you got to take a tight end in like the second round or the first. Like you got to take him in like the top three round or you're not getting a tight end. So people were taking Darren Waller. Like it was George Kittle, it was Travis Kelsey, it was Darren Waller. They were fucking flying off the boards. Yep. And I was like, people are going to be disappointed with drafting Darren Waller that early in the draft. Now, I don't know what his numbers look like on the year, but I, mean, I... I mean, he ended up getting hurt and missing and missing the rest time. of the season. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, that's not on him, but yeah, I mean, it's kind of a disappointment. Yeah. Um. So, another thing before we do end up moving on to another topic here, um, the Hall of Fame nominees, the 15 finalists got announced today. Um, I'm just going to go ahead and read them off so everybody knows who we are looking for. Uh, the list started at 123 nominees, which trimmed to 26 last month, and now here we are down to the final 15. Jesus. So you have Andre Johnson, Demarcus Ware, Devin Hester, Patrick Willis, Sam Mills, Zach Thomas, Jared Allen, Richard Seymour, Bryant Young, Leroy Butler, Reggie Wayne, Torrey Holt, Rondé Barber, Tony Baselli, and Willie Anderson. Those are your uh, 15 finalists. The... Uh, Hall of Fame will make their decision on who gets in February the 10th. There's no way that Reggie Wayne and Tory Holt don't make it. Well, they've been on the ballot for the last two years. Yeah. There's no way they don't make it. Real questionable one for me is going to be Devin Hester. Yeah. Because he's... Uh, I, Devin, Devin Hester is the greatest return man in NFL history. Dude. Between kick returns and punt returns, 19 total touchdowns. Which, I mean, he also used to play for the Ravens. He, he briefly, he did, very briefly, he didn't do he didn't do anything extraordinary for the Ravens. Um, but he was never a big contributor on offense. He played a little bit of defense, also not like not a lot. Yeah, he wasn't a major contributor on defense. So is that enough to get him into the Hall of Fame? I personally think so. We talked about it before. I think it was one of our like little practice runs about uh like on the podcast here. Um, we were talking about the most electric player in NFL history. You went with Lamar Jackson. You were like, can you name somebody more electric? I said Devin Hester, like old school, like old Chicago Bears Devin Hester. You're like, oh, that's a fucking good one. Yeah, you know who else? You know who else is one? I'll 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 just drop this one in here, and then we'll, and then we'll move on. Um, Dante Hall. Ooh, human joystick, man. Ooh, Dante Dante Hall was uh was what they based the juking off of in Madden. That's not. Not factual, but that's a that's a very that's a very good opinion. Quick little uh, quick little flex here. I beat my brother in Madden on Christmas. Sick. We uh we randomized teams and I, dude, I got I got fucked on my three teams. He was like, or he's you, we do two. He like the way he did it. He's like, you do two. If you don't like them, you can do a third, but you have to pick that third. I do the same thing. So, except I do a, I do a five times, then you get a six if you want it. Okay. Well, he did. You randomize it twice. Mm. Um, I got. Dude, I, I remember one of them was the Giants. I'm like, yeah, I'm not picking them. <laughs> Although, I guess it wouldn't have been too bad. Like, that, they do kind of have a loaded roster, but, like, I just, I, I'm controlling Daniel Jones, so I don't have his dumbass making mistakes. Before you do continue, can I put you on blast for a quick second? Earlier this, er, before the season started, 
don't, you were, don't say it. You and I were discussing uh, doing division winner parlays. Yeah. And uh, your pick for the NFC East was the Giants. Remember that? Yeah, I do. Okay. I just wanted to remind you of it. I stand by it. I didn't think Dak was going to pop off like this. Okay. But if, but if you're going to put me on blast, let me put you on blast. Okay, let me hear it. You fucking had Daniel Jones win an MVP. There was, there was value there. <laughs> <laughs> I completely forgot about that until now. Come at my neck. God there, damn it. There, there, there was value there. If anybody wants to see the bet slip, hit us up on Twitter and I'll send you a picture of it. <laughs> um, so I ended up with the Raiders and he, his two teams were like the Broncos and the Eagles. Uh, for some reason, he didn't like either of them. I'd have picked the Eagles, honestly. Um, I would have taken the Broncos. I'd have taken the Eagles. Dude, put Drew Locke in, just gun, just start gunslinging that shit. Dude, I'd have been the Eagles and just run around with Jalen Hurts. That's true, dude. That'd be fun. Yeah. So he did. He uh, went for the third option. <laughs> he got the Giants. Ew. <laughs> dude, I don't know if you've played the new Madden. Like defensive backs might as well have been Jerry Rice. They intercept everything. They intercept everything. We were playing on all pro, so like not the not the toughest difficulty, but not like that's what we normally play at. Yeah, and uh, dude, he had uh, Daniel Jones had six interceptions. <laughs> dude, I was just out there lurking. Who did you get? Uh, I was the Raiders. That's a musky team too. Yeah, I just picked him apart. Dang, I beat him by like twenty points. Yeah. Dang. Yeah, that's what's I just, up. I just want to throw that in there. Um, we are already, we're not quite at the hour mark, but we're we're fine. We got some stuff. We got some stuff. We got. We still we got a little over. Yeah, we we can, we, can we go. missed a week. We you know it's our New Year's Eve special, man. It's our New Year's Eve special. We missed a week. We're coming back. We got y'all. Let's get into college football. Back with Dre. Wait, I never left. Oh, let's get into college football. Okay. Um, earlier today, we had the Battle of the Carolinas. Yeah, so so this is something we're going to touch on real quick. Um, of course, we live in Maryland. We don't have any affiliation with the state of South Carolina or North Carolina. We I do. do. How do you? TJ. Shout out Thomas Martin. Shout out Thomas Martin. Uh, my uncle also lives in North Carolina, and I thought about moving there before I got fired from the bank. Anyway. I got my second tattoo in North Carolina. Yes, you did. I did. Um, but anyway, so so the, bi- the big story out of this game is South Carolina beat the Tar Heels, but the real big thing is that the the person who started the quarterback for the Gamecocks um, was a former wide receiver who hasn't completed the pass in two years. Um, the carry-on joiner, um, I apologize if that's not how you properly pronounce his first name, um, but that was what I thought was. Took a shot at it. You, you learned from the, from the DJ incident. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and it, yeah, yeah we, we won't get into that one. Um, <laughs> But but for a guy who hasn't completed the pass in two years, he went nine and nine for one hundred and sixty yards and a touchdown. He also had ten carries for sixty four yards, and he was named the bowl game MVP. Do you think Sam Howell's draft stock went down with that game? No, no. Okay, no. it's not a QB loaded class, so I feel like it wouldn't. I agree. I disagree with you. I think it is a QB loaded class. Really? Um, that is defense loaded for me. Well, it is defense loaded, but yeah. it, I mean, I mean, it's it's definitely it's definitely not an offensive draft like it has been in the last few years. Yeah. Um, but I mean, there are a lot of good quarterback prospects. Um, I think the whole thing with um, it was it. This is this is like the worst comparison that I could po- that I possibly could make, but his his down season is kind of the same way that it was for um. Wh- I mean, one one guy that stands out in my mind 
off the bat is uh um Matt Barkley. Okay. From USC. Yeah. Um he should he would have been the number one overall pick if he decided to leave when he did. Hmm. Um but he wanted to come back and try and chase his national championship at USC. Shout out Lincoln Riley. Mm. Um, Don't even, do it. Even though he wasn't the coach. Sorry. Just had to. You didn't. Well. Let's agree to disagree. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um and uh he his play worsened when he got to um when he came back for his senior season. He ended up becoming a second round pick. I believe he's still in the league. I could be wrong. Um, but I don't know. Also, two, sure. two other guys that stand out, um, Josh Rosen and Sam Darnold. I know those are not great um references. I I completely forgot what word <laughs> I wanted to use. So references is what came to mind. Great part. Um, but those were two guys who didn't play very well their their last season, and they were both top ten picks. Granted, I'll repeat the names: Sam Darnold, Josh Rosen. Is Josh Rosen still in the league? I think he is. He's like the third string down in Tampa. I think mm, no, something like that. I want to say he's the backup. I think he's ahead of Kyle Trask. No, no, no. They have somebody else as the backup. I know they still have Kyle Trask. Well, yeah, I mean, they just drafted him. Right. Then he might not be the backup then. I think Ryan Mallett is the backup down there. You could be right. So maybe Josh Rosen's gone. Maybe they, you know, like, screw you and went to Kyle Trask. Possibly. But with that said, I think think in the grand scheme of things, they'll see what Sam Howe can do Mm -hmm. talent-wise, not what he did. Yeah. I think you're right. I'm just curious. And I think he'll still be a first-round pick. I think think we'll see... We'll mark it um, Thursday, December 30th, 2021. Uh, I think four quarterbacks go in the first round. Wow. That's a bold prediction. I think there's a lot of good quarterbacks in this round or in this draft. I just don't know that uh, there's a lot of first year starters in this draft. I think there's one. I think that's Matt Corral. That's it. Yeah. Like I said, I don't think there's a lot of, I don't think there's a lot of first year starters. I think there's a lot of, a lot of projects, which is fine. I I think there are I think there are some guys who are in between projects and day one starters. I think one of them is Malik Willis. Yeah, I think he can come in and contribute right away. Carson Strong as well. Yeah, Carson Strong has such a unique skill set. He can run, he can pass. Um, so I think he'll have some success in the NFL. Same thing with Sam Howell. I think yeah. I think I'll, I think he'll have success. Um, but of course that don't, that'll don't remain to be seen. A little bit of work. Um, so I did, I did I did just want to shout that. Shout that guy out real quick. Um, also, shout out to Maryland. Kicking the shit out of Virginia Tech in the, <laughs> in the pinstripe bowl. I just had to put that in there. First first time being bowl eligible since 2010, and they win by 44. Yeah, Tulia, Tulia had himself a little game. 265, two touchdowns, baby. They had uh, 42 yards rushing as well. Speaking of uh, kicking the shit out of people, OU beat Oregon 47-32. to 32. It really wasn't a close game. Um, I, I went to bed when this game, it was... It was like 44 to 17 or something like that. I was like, holy cow. I mean, Bob Stoops stepped in and just coached one hell of a game. Yep. yep. Yeah. Um, uh, and now, big day tomorrow. College football college football, football playoff starts yes, tomorrow. Uh, I think the early game is Bama and Cincinnati, and then I think the later game is Michigan and Georgia. Yeah, I think it's three and seven, too, for the time slots there. Yes. If I'm not mistaken. Um, So I will be undisposed. Indisposed. That's the word. I was going to say, I don't know if that was what you were looking for, but I'm rocking with... Except for when I go to the gym. Fair enough. Um, Speaking of a little college football here, 
the parlay did not hit. Yeah. Auburn Fuck fucked you, me. Auburn. Auburn <laughs> fucked me so hard. Dude, the SEC has looked like shit in bowl games this year. Have I? I haven't been paying attention. Um, I think South Carolina, it, well, Purdue and Tennessee, they're both SEC, but... Um, Purdue's not. Are they ACC? Purdue is Big Ten. Are they Big Ten? No. Or whatever. Not, a, not SEC. What, Vander, I, Vanderbilt is SEC. Whatever it is. That's the, that might be the team you're thinking of. I think it is. Same college. Yeah, same... Yeah, same college. Couldn't tell, couldn't tell you where either school is. Yeah, I, neither could I. I think South Carolina is the only SEC team to win. Huh. So far, yeah. I think Tennessee lost. Um, like I said, Auburn lost. Um, this is such a shitty way for Auburn to lose. Also. Yeah. Yeah, they they gave up a touchdown. I mean, I'm not, I'm not gonna beat I'm not gonna beat a dead horse because I I don't want I don't want you to be all upset and anything like that because you could have won 17k yeah mississippi state got their shit cracked by texas tech did they 34 to 7 yuck yeah they got their shit cracked yeah so auburn auburn didn't hit um right now michigan state is losing to pittsburgh 21 to 16 anyway so um i don't even know if that would hit but yeah oklahoma covered their side of the of the bet so i'm curious to see how many other legs don't hit i swear to god if auburn is the only one that doesn't hit if Auburn is the only one that doesn't hit, we have to take a screenshot of that, send it to Auburn, and see if we can get like free tickets. We might have to go TP them down there because you know that's like their thing. You see it on like the Heisman commercials, they like TP the campus. Oh yeah. We might have to go TP them. They'll never know it's us, except yeah. for when they listen to the podcast and hear us say "fuck you, Auburn." <laughs> <laughs> you see, Bo Nix is going. Where is he going? Bo Nix transferred. He did transfer. I don't know where he went though. I want to say it's Oregon, but I could be wrong. Uh, you might be right. It's one of those teams out west. But anyway, going back to the college football playoff, just to uh, just to highlight who we here picking again. Um, me and Holman are both in agreement when it comes to Michigan. Uh, we both think that they're going to end up taking care of Georgia. Um, they're currently a seven and a half point underdog, and that's mighty enticing to take. I'm taking it. I think I'm going to as well. I'm taking both underdogs here, a little too, little, little too lager. Yeah, so Holman thinks, or Holman Holman is taking Bama to beat Cincinnati. I am taking the other side. I am taking Cincinnati, but Cincinnati is fourteen point underdog. Yes, which I'm taking I, that. I think is just that's like free money. Yeah, I'm taking I'm taking both underdogs here. Yeah. Um, a little little something on it. Win a little bread. Yeah. So tune in next week. We'll. Uh, Let's, yeah, we'll see. We'll, we'll we'll see how that works out tomorrow. But uh, you could either uh, celebrate with us or laugh with us. Laugh at us next week. Shout out to the tweet that we saw like ten minutes before we started recording, where it said, uh, "My goal for this year was to win ten thousand or profit ten thousand dollars in sports betting." With only a couple days left, I got twenty five thousand to go. <laughs> Dude, pissed away fifteen grand. <laughs> like my question is, what are you like? What are you betting on to be fifteen grand in a fucking negative? <laughs> dude, I don't remember what that guy's at was, but god damn it was that funny. Like that dude straight up had to have like put like six grand on the Texans and won the Super Bowl. <laughs> that was issue number one. <laughs> <laughs> Which part? The six grand part or the Texans part? <laughs> yes. <laughs> 
So I feel like that's a beautiful segue right into our laughable moments of the week. Um, I mean, that could have easily been in there, but yeah. Um, so, so something we were something we were laughing hysterically about before we started the podcast. Um, Wes showed me a picture of Ezekiel Elliott in the in the huddle before the uh, before their football game. And this guy straight up looked like he did like a line of angel dust off someone's asshole. Dude, this dude was wide eyed and ready to go. Dude, he was wide eyed and his hair was fucking bushy as hell. Dude, he looked like we played a, we play a little bit of video games in our in our free time. Um, we used to play a little bit more, but like the term "cracked" it just means some dude going wild. Zeke looked fucking cracked. Oh, for sure. <laughs> like the dude, the dude just looked. Wired, dude. He he straight up looked like the crackhead you try to avoid when you're in Baltimore. Uh yeah. Somebody, somebody like posted the video of it and added Zeke. Zeke uh, quoted it and said, "Lit." <laughs> dude, like the face that he makes are like the faces that I make when I'm staring at myself in the mirror of my car before I go into the gym after I just dry scooped pre workout. Ah, <sighs> yeah. Like his eyes look like they were about to bulge out of his head. I just imagine you like flipping your mirror up like real fucking fast, like slamming your car door and then just politely walking into Planet Fitness like, hey, good, good evening. How you doing? <laughs> like just wired out in the parking lot that just calm as can be in the in the gym. Yeah. Like, walking in. I straight up sit in my car and I listen to <laughs> I listen. I listen to heavy metal getting ready to go work out. And then I'm like, I'm very, very polite. Although if you see if you see me when I'm working out at the gym, don't fucking talk to me. Yeah. Don't talk to me. <laughs> but I really. <laughs> I'm really not as mean as I look, but on a real, don't fucking talk to me because I'm very focused. Fucking locked in. Uh, I want to give a uh, quick shout out to my man, Eddie, here for providing me with quite possibly the best analogy I've ever seen in sports media history. Um, he he sent me this just, <clears throat> I think it was Monday evening. This is so funny. Dude, it was so damn funny. Um, there is a show on FS1 called Undisputed. It's got Shannon Sharp. FS1 is Fox Sports 1, for those of you that do not know. Sure is. It's got Shannon Sharp, former NFL tight end, and Skip Bayless. Enemy number one of my household. <laughs> number one of Poppy's household. <laughs> um, Shannon Sharp said, and I quote, Russ is like that pretty girl at a rival school that makes you say, if she was my girl, I'll treat her like a queen. And then when you get her, you realize why all the dudes left her. <laughs> you know, it's so funny, but I mean, if you really think about it, like it's like it's kind of a crazy concept to wrap your mind around. But it's true. It's oh, it's very true. Like everybody's sticking to themselves. Like I think the only team who's probably pissed about what they got in return for Russell, Russell Westbrook at this point has got to be the da- uh, Dallas uh, Houston Rockets. Yeah. Like, oh my god, we got John Walmer paying them to save fucking money? They got a pick out of it, too. I think they got a first rounder. I think so. I don't know. But I mean, like, I don't know. I, I'm not 100% sure what... I, I, just, I, I think the Thunder got picks galore because the Rockets had nothing else to give them. Yeah. But I mean, look at the Wizards. Dude, they made out like bandits. Oh my god, are you kidding me? They made out like bandits. That was a robbery. Oh my gosh! Like, 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 literally, that is that is like when that when that same girl cheats on you and goes to the other dude. The wishers are just like, thanks, thanks. You did me a favor. Did me a fucking favor. 
Yeah, I did. I, I didn't. I didn't know how to break. I didn't know how to break that one off. It worked out for me for a little while, and now I'm ready to move on. Right. Uh, financially, we couldn't afford it. Still hit though. Still hit though. You just <laughs> you took her from me. We're all good. And the last laughable moment um, of the week is a little shout out to my girlfriend Sarah for sending this to me. Um, That's sweet. Right before. Hi, Sarah. How are you? She's good. Okay. Cool. Thanks for speaking for you, piece of shit. <laughs> she can speak for herself, but she's not here, so she can't. But she could have sent us a DM. She could. Let us know how you're doing. <laughs> text, uh, text you when we're done. Uh, there you go. <laughs> um, yeah. So she sent it to me. It was uh like a highlight reel of Tyree Kill burning people on releases and juking them out, and as he's doing so, he says. Excuse me. <laughs> Dude, I'm just imagining trying to play Tyreek Hill in press coverage. As he blows by me, dude just says, excuse me. If I had a grown man saying excuse me every time he runs past me, I'd probably just walk off the field. <laughs> I'd go full on Vontae Davis and just walk off the field and quit. <laughs> no, fuck done. I'm, I'm done. I'm, I'm done. I'm not, I'm not dealing with this anymore. I'm not doing it. I refuse. <laughs> You put me, you put me out there. You put me against him, and what happens? Look what happens. He scores, and he's embarrassing me at the same time. <laughs> Just point at the head coach. This is your fault. This is your fault. <laughs> this is your fault. This is nobody else's fault but yours. <laughs> Funny enough, the team that Vontae Davis retired with when he walked off the field halfway through the games was the Bills. That was this clip. That was also the Bills. <laughs> <laughs> I see why he did it now. Yeah, I see why he did it. Tyreek Hill, we love you also. That boy fast. That boy is fast. <laughs> we want to talk about uh, Jonathan Taylor being fast. Woo! So something. So one more thing. One more funny thing I saw, I saw about Tyreek Hill. I just thought of this as I saw this last night before I had to go walk into work. Um, they were going over uh, the top 100 players in the NFL. This was Tyreek Hill's rookie year. Mm-hmm. I think it was Marquette King who said this about Tyreek Hill. And they How did he phrase it? I can't remember exactly how he phrased it. But he said, he's like, man, no surprise Tyreek Hill is on this list. All the ugly boys are on this list. <laughs> what the fuck? Uh, Why? I have no clue. Couldn't tell you. What a wild statement. Yeah. What a wild statement. I can't believe you said that. I can, but I can't. Yeah, I thought it was funny. Golly. Well, that's going to wrap it up here for us, folks. Um, another is, one in the bag. Yeah, this <clears throat> is a long one. Could have been so much longer. We just could have kept rolling, man. We could have kept rolling. We were on one tonight. Um, but yeah, we got nothing, nothing in the mailbag yet. Still, still waiting for our, our mail. Like we're blues, clues. Um, shout out that fucker in the green shirt, Steve. Was that his name? Yeah. Okay. I, I, I mean, I don't know. I haven't watched Blues Clues in like two months, so it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I see what you did there. I like that. That's um, right. So yeah, that's gonna wrap it up. Uh, for us here this week um tune in next week we'll have some more maybe not so much nfl we dove heavy into that this week yeah we really just we kind of went on a big tangent with the ravens yeah we're just i think this is like the first time we actually went like in depth with the ravens yeah we try to stay unbiased about it but we just couldn't just grinded my gears yeah i just couldn't this time so we'll catch you guys next week. Uh, have a very safe and happy new years and uh, we'll see you in the new year. Yep. Thanks guys. Happy new year. Have one on us. See ya.